All righty. Welcome back, my friend. What's going on, man? Not much. All right. We are live here with another episode of Dominate the Deal. I'm the host, Steve Zekas, the host of the one and only Dominate the Deal podcast, the Sinatra Suave. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Justin Feldman. He is the CEO of Wealthy Body Academy. And this man is a true inspiration because he really implements action. It's really not about what you talk about. It's really not just what you think. It's more about how you implement what you say you're going to do. And this guy has been a big follower of Jason Capital, who I also am a big follower of Jason Capital. It's something we have in common. And he has a very special guest trip to Mexico coming up very soon, but he could talk <laughs> yep. more about that one. Pretty, pretty excited about that. That's pretty awesome, man. I'd love to hear yeah, more it, about it's that. It's funny. I was actually making a post about that. that uh, this is unstable. There we go. So I actually made a post about that the other day. And it's, it's funny because like, uh, I think that uh, one of the things I want to talk about is I'm going on vacation. I'm super pumped for my birthday. It's one of the things I think a lot of people aren't doing enough of is kind of taking time off and uh, just kind of enjoying themselves. We're all in this like grind mindset, but uh, no one's like going off and like having to relax and having a good time. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I love to get into that. But Justin Feldman, thank you for coming on. Welcome to Dominate the Deal. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and let's get right into it. You know, there's this mentality with entrepreneurs. I feel like it's all about, you know, just this grind, grind, grind. You know, you got to It's all about that hard work. It's about hustling 24, 7, 365. But you have a very interesting perspective. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how with all the stress of you being, you know, your own business owner, the CEO of Wealthy Body Academy, how do you implement um, certain times for you to de-stress? Like you have very specific times where, you know, you just de-stress and want to just put everything away and, you know, just connect with yourself. You know, tell me a little bit more about that and about yourself. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll kind of bring you back to like how I like get got started into just like uh, that grind mindset or whatever, like oh, sure. going through. You know, just growing up, going through college, um, I went to school for exercise science, and uh, you know, kind of before that, I had a, a bit of bad back injury, and I, I was always kind of like in this like victim, like victimized mindset. Um, growing up, going through middle school and high school, and because I was always in pain, I kind of always saw myself in this victim, victimized myself, kind of like the opposite of like what a lot of like high performers and entrepreneurs are. Then I went through college. And I uh, just, just kind of went there. I started opening up a little bit. Was just having fun, just just partying, just doing whatever. Um, it's kind of pretty, again, pretty much the opposite of that grind mindset. And then once I uh, I was in a really bad car accident my uh, ju junior year of high school, junior sorry college, and uh, and that kind of like opened my eyes to like I was like the first thing like holy shit like uh, you know like things might like you don't know when things are gonna end. You don't know when things are gonna like change direction in your life. So I might as well start taking things a little more seriously. Uh, so that's when like, kind of that, that, that growth and that grind mindset kind of sparked for me. Uh, it was kind of, I was remember sitting in a, just sitting in like a hospital bed, just like my, my whole body was just all jacked up. I was just like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> Can I curse on here, by the way? Yeah. What's up? Can I curse on here, by the way? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Cool. So uh, I was just sitting in the bed, just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what, like, like, uh, just in pain, like, what do I do to myself? And that was kind of like when I remember like lying in bed, start, start listening to, to like podcasts. One of the first guys I ever started listening to was uh, Grant Cardone. And it kind of started opening my mind up to this, like this 10 X vision of, of, of 
like how you should be living your life and how what you should be accomplishing. And there's so much more. You so everyone has so much more potential. And that was kind of how that grind mindset started for me. And then I, I you know, and then I graduated college, started getting into personal training. Um, and then you know, I first started as like like kind of like that nine to five, and I was doing doing it more and more, just I was training all the time. And I started developing that that grind mindset, but then I realized like there's gotta be more out there. Like I'm just showing up and I'm working. Like I, I, my, my time is, is just, I feel like I don't have any time for myself anymore. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how that began getting going. And then I started, you know, listening to, to Grant Cardone, um, some Jason Capital stuff. Then I started realizing like, like there's so much more out there in terms of making money, in terms of impact and all that shit. Uh, so that's kind of like when, like when I started like left, or when I was really getting into my personal training years, that was when I really started just grinding, grinding, grinding. I remember waking up in the morning, um, like six or seven in the morning, just, just training from like seven to training from like seven to to, se- to seven to seven, seven to eight, eight like eight p.m. And then I would go home and I would go do more work. I'd start like learning, you know, reading or or, or doing or, or learning like copywriting. It was kind of just like always grinding. What I realized is when I got to the point where where uh, I would just do this for so long. You start, you stop becoming the person that you, that you used to be. Um, and that like, you know, like when we're like, I'm sure Steve, I'm sure you understand. Like when you're, when you're younger, we're all just like, we're very like carefree. We always have a good time. Um, we didn't really give a shit about anything. Right. But then like, as we get into this mindset of like, I want to grow, I want to accomplish shit. I want to make more money. We kind of get into this mindset but the, the thing is, a lot of people don't realize is like once you kind of like you become obsessed with that, which is nothing wrong with it. But the thing is, when you become obsessed with it all the time, uh, you start losing that like fun, happy version of yourself. It's just kind of like if you're not working, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of your listeners can relate to this. But if you're not working, it's just like, like, what what am I doing? I need to be fucking working. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like once I like, so just kind of go back to the timeline. Um, I went, I went to, uh, I started learning from Jason, a lot of copywriting. I was already writing a little bit, but I started learning copywriting from Jason. Um, before that I tried to grow my online business. Didn't really understand enough. Kind of just, just failed. I was grinding a lot, which is funny cause I wasn't doing very well. And, um, and then I learned copywriting was still kind of grinding. Then I realized that like I was getting a lot of headaches and, and, uh, and, and just my, my life was just like all work. And then I realized that, you know, it, you know, the, uh, what is it? The Pareto principle, right? The 80, 20 rule, 20% effort equals 80% uh, results. Yeah. When I began implementing that into my life more, I realized that like, you know, you can still enjoy yourself. You can still have fun. You can even watch Netflix sometimes and still get a lot of shit done. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I am now. I can kind of go into more of like the way I structure my day and everything, but if, if you want, but yeah, that's kind of like where I am now with, uh, just, just kind of avoiding that just grind, grind, grind all the time. Because at the end of the day, if you're always grinding, if you're always, uh, it's kind of like, a, like, have you ever played, you ever played like, uh, like, like uh, action video games? Oh, of course. Call of Duty, yeah. Modern Warfare Remastered. <laughs> that, that's, that's my shit, man. Perfect. That's an exa- that's a perfect example. Like when you're playing, like, when playing Call of Duty, you're on your fucking on the fucking battlefield, and you're shooting a bunch of people, and then all of a sudden you get hit, and then the, the battery starts getting drained a little, or, or not the battery, but you see that red kind of you know populate the whole screen. You have you can't just keep fucking shooting, or you're just gonna die, right? You need right. to kind of go away, let everything recharge, and then jump back into it. So that's kind of like um, I I heard a really good quote from an, uh, I was listening to an Elliot Holtz video. It was just like if you can do more sprints, do more sprints. But when you're done, it's done. 
right? You can't keep just going and going and going. So at the end of the day, if you do that, you're just running on running on empty, or you, you die if you're in Call of Duty. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not in Call of Duty. I mean, I've I've thought about <laughs> it from from time to time, but you know, you really mentioned some interesting points. You know, this whole grind mentality when it started with you know your car accident where you know you're in a vulnerable time in your life right and you know you're rebuilding and you feel like you hit rock bottom but the fact that you've transformed yourself and you've kind of gotten yourself out of this state first of all it's incredibly inspirational and, and thank you for sharing your story with me appreciate it but you said that um grant cardone was one of your was a, one of the first guys that you actually started to get inspiration from when you were at that rock bottom phase. Have you met the man Grant Cardone in person? And if you did, like, what were some of the things that he taught, he told you personally to help you grow your business and become more successful? No, no, I never, I actually have not met, I've not met Grant Cardone. It's kind of funny. Cause I grew up in, in, in like South Florida area. So I could have easily just gone over, like gone to his office, but no, I've never, I've never met uh, Grant Cardone, at least not yet. <laughs> uh, I've met Jason Card Jason Capital, right? Yeah, yeah, I've met Jason Capital, yeah. Right on. I actually um were you at the high status summit in twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. I was at twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen as well. I was working a lot. It's fun it's kinda of funny because I was I was working a lot uh during the event and then I, then I, afterwards I went out and kind of relaxed. But yeah, I was at the twenty nineteen and the and the twenty eighteen one. You know, it it you mentioned a good point there. You know, you're working in the midst of all the high status summit. You're like, God damn it. You know, I, I <laughs> yeah, still got to yeah. keep working, keep grinding. Yeah. I think one of the big things um, that I took away from high status summit um, is environment and yeah. oh, being yeah. able to surround yourself with a great network. What would you say to people? How would you tell people to, grow their network would you tell them to um like find a skill that they're good at and then join facebook groups right away or do you prefer just go out there and just go to a networking event first in person and just get that exposure yeah i guess it depends on what your goal is like when i was doing copywriting you know you gotta go you have to go to where you're needed i guess uh like in terms of like building your network and, and to build your, to build your net worth, to build, to bring more, to, to make more money. Like for example, like, like uh, Vince Del Monte, one of my mentors always says you have to pay to play. So like what I like, honestly, of course, if you don't have the money, like you got, then I would go to, I would go to events or go to Facebook groups, but there's like nothing more powerful than getting into a group of a group. Like I'm going to one of my masterminds are going to it um, in like two weeks or so. Uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing more powerful than being in a mastermind. So whether it's, you know, Jason's or, or I was in Vince's for a little bit. And when I'm right now, my mentor is Sterling Griffin. Like there's like, there's something about being in a mastermind because it's not, it's not just, it's like the, the high status summit is awesome. The only downfall is it's such a big event. Um, you, you know, you might meet people, but like when you're at a, a, like a mastermind event, it costs more money, obviously. But you're with people that are like they're they're all like they're players, like they're they're trying to really like do some shit, and they, yeah. and a lot of them are really successful. So like if, like for example, if someone's listening to this and they want to become really successful with copywriting, like what I did, I could have definitely built. Like I, I moved away from it. My my passion is fitness. But like, if I wanted to grow my, my copywriting, like like my clientele was fitness influencers. So like, I was in Vince Damonte's mastermind, and like he has a mastermind. But I think it's almost 100, 100 uh, fitness professionals now. Half of which are making you know six figures, seven figures, or six figures a year or more. Like they need copywriters. <laughs> so sure. so going to 
going to a place like that where you're needed as well as there are, are like are surrounding yourself with people that are, are, you know, doing very well. That's kind of, I guess that'd be my, my biggest advice is it, it costs money, but it's, you gotta, you gotta pay to play. Once you, once you make that first connection, that's, you know, someone that where you want to be like the sky's the limit. That's it's more, it seems like get out of your comfort zone because you're the more you get out of your comfort zone and the more you get yourself uncomfortable, you're going to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. It seems yeah, like. I mean, yeah. Cause like Facebook groups are cool. Like, like I definitely like, like, you know, like Instagram, uh, you know, group chats and Facebook pages, like they're cool, but there's just something, it's not like enough that there's something about like it, like even if going to like a, a, a cheaper event to start with, I would highly recommend. So like, cause you just never know, who you're going to meet. So going to like, you know, the fitness business summit or the high status summit or like the, those events, like that's definitely the best place to go. Obviously it's going to cost more money than going to a free Facebook group, but there's just not, it's just not the same thing. No, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And if it, it feels like there's almost like this, you mentioned when you were growing up, you almost had this victim mentality, right? And you, you know, you were always in pain, physically i feel like for a lot of people that aren't successful out there they almost like have shiny object syndrome where there's so yeah, much yeah. there's so much and like maybe people that you know can relate to this cuz i know a few people like this you know it's like they jump from thing to thing right they they almost just oh you know i'm going to try amazon fba for like a week yeah. and then oh damn well why am i not getting the results that i want or you know i'm a copywriter for a couple months and they just never play full out to right. to to really accomplish their goals i feel like it's more a singularity of focus how do you yeah. how do you personally instill you know a positive mindset to become successful what are some things like some morning routines or rituals perhaps that you do to put yourself in a positive mindset to really just go out there and conquer your day yeah well first and foremost i like how i kind of i love how you mentioned the singularity of focus it's something that vince always says uh you know having a singularity of focus uh it's funny because like you see a lot of you see a lot of when it comes to fitness. Fitness is a huge example. Like I work, I work with clients, or I talk to people that you know want to be are trying to get their fitness in check. And like they're always, it's the same thing with business. They're always jumping from like one kind of program, like a hit style program, to like a strength building program, then the keto diet, and the and the high carb diet, and all like just jumping from one thing to the next. Um, same thing with business, jumping from copyright. Like I, I have clients. A lot of my clientele are like guys that are either entrepreneurs or that are. are you know, high performers are trying to get to that level and they're jumping from like, you know, uh, copywriting to sales to, uh, to, to, like you said, Amazon or whatever the fuck the next thing is. They're always jumping from one thing to the next. And I was on a call with one of my clients, Isaac, the other day, um, who is fitness, but he's also working on building his copywriting business. And he was just kind of overwhelmed because he was going over like, like he, he, you know, he has his, uh, his fitness. He's trying to, you know, get more clients and he's trying to like do all this stuff. And, and we were talking and he's just like, like I'm trying new things every day and I have all these strategies. I know I, I know how to do them. I just, I just feel like I'm not fucking getting anywhere. And I was like, dude, the best thing you can do, and this is kind of going into the, into the, uh, the routines and everything is to, is to not jump. So like, if you, if you, if you try something new every single day and keep jumping from one thing to the next, you're just kind of like moving like, like horizontal. You're not going, you're not going forward. You're just kind of jumping from one thing to the next uh, back and forth. So I was cool. telling him like, 
for the next seven days, dude, focus on one strategy at a time. Focus on one strategy, dominate that strategy for at least seven days, and at that point, you'll kind of build enough momentum to be like, is this strategy working? If it's not, now I switch gears and go to the next one. But you know, in seven days, is like that's just a starting point. I would say you know, more like 30 days or 90 days, really stick to something for a while, and then switch gears. So that's kind of how I, how I like, think about like, doing things in terms of like, like, like fitness programs or like, really anything, like, even like you said, like a, a routine. Um, you need to stick to a routine for, for a while before you decide to pivot. So like, kind of going back to your question with like my morning routines, stay positive and stuff. Like I, I pretty much uh, follow the same, the same routine every single day. And for me, it starts with my night, my, my, the night before. And I, one of the big issues I see with clients that I work with when they're trying to get to the gym in the morning, they feel like they're always skipping, they, they're sleeping through their alarm, they're skipping the gym. It comes back to like two things. Number one, like, do you have a real purpose for your life? If, you, if, you're, if you're real motivated, like you're probably going to be more, more likely to get up. But then there's also like the, the preparation. Like you might be super fucking motivated, but if you fail to prepare like the night before and get, and get, uh, you know, get everything ready for that next day, like there's a, you, you've just decreased your chances of getting up and, and getting things done on time. So uh, what I guess I'm trying to get at is like for me, my routine that gets me in a really fucking positive state in the morning it starts the night before. So I'll, before I go to bed, I'll do some mobility stuff. Uh, I'll write my planner. And then I will go ahead and just get everything ready for the next day. Um, sure. This is something I, t- I talk about in my, my Wealthy Body program. Uh, but I get everything um, ready. So I get my, I'll, like, fill up my giant jug of water. I'll fill up, I'll, I'll get my clothes ready because I usually go to the gym in the morning. I'll get my clothes ready. I'll get my backpack and my laptop. Everything just set up. So that way I literally wake up and there's just like, if I wake up, my alarm goes off. Like there's no fucking reason for me to not do things. Everything is literally ready for me. Just get up and go. So that's, and that's kind of what something that gets me really positive, like feeling positive. Like I know that like before I even wake up, like I already have a win. You just threw a lot at me right there. It's like, (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm trying to be like a sponge and absorb everything. That's very, it's very powerful. Um, It's from a lot of mentors. I've learned from a lot of different mentors. Yeah, man. It's like you're, you're channeling all their energy and you're just throwing it out to my audience right there. I appreciate that. But by the way, I like that uh, demon possessed wolf you got in the background right there. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. That thing looks badass, man. Is that like, oh, I'm Justin Feldman. I'm the lone wolf attacking my day every day? Like, yeah, well, I look at it when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling kind of motivated. It just like, it just like kind of stares at me. I'm just like, fuck, all right, I'll get back to work. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. You mentioned... Um, having a real purpose, but you really focused in on the night before Mm -hmm. when you talk about getting your preparation, there's, um, been like almost like a big controversy going on. You know, do people believe it's mind over matter or Jason capital? The reason why I ask this is because Jason capital says, you know, it's easier to act your way into new way of thinking than think your way into a new way of acting. So I want to get your opinion as to whether, you having a healthy body, do you think the healthy body equals the healthy mind? Or do you think having the right motivation and the, having a clear vision of what you want, having a healthy mind can translate yourself into getting the healthy body? That's an awesome question. I think, to be honest, I think it's both. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that, uh, like, at the end of the day, if you want, if you want a goal, like, at the end of the day, you just got to fucking, you got to move. You got to take action. You got to go after it. At the same time, you know, there's a really good book. Have you read the book, uh, Psycho Cybernetics? 
No, I can't say. Who's it? Who's it written by? I don't remember the name, which I should I should know the name. I forget the name though. But Psycho Cybernetics is an awesome book, and one of the things he talks about in there is called the Theater of the Mind, and basically. Um, it's basically like you sitting down, it's like a meditation. You kind of visualize, um, you know, exactly where you want to be. And there's, there's research done on this where like, you know, they had like people like throwing, uh, um, like darts, throwing darts and they would, they had one group that would actually like practice throwing the darts, right? They had another group that, that wouldn't practice at all. They didn't do anything. And the other group would actually practice throwing the darts. They wouldn't physically throw them. They would just in their mind, they would, they would practice throwing them. And what they found was the, the groups that, that practice, literally practice, and also um, visualize practicing, they both improved, were the one that didn't, didn't uh, work on it at all. They didn't improve at all. So I guess, yeah, so to answer your question, I think it's definitely both. I think that and at the end of the day, um, you need to, you need, like, the preparation thing they talked about the, like, the night before, like, that is kind of like, like, your willpower in the morning is just, it's just for every human being, in my opinion, it's just not as high. So, like, you're more likely to not get up and do shit in the morning just because you're waking up, whatever, whatever the fuck the reason is. Um, so, getting, getting everything prepared to take action is definitely important. But at the same time, you know, having, like, getting your mindset in the right place and kind of um, seeing yourself as a healthier person. Like, one of the, one of the things in my program I have this, um, the, I call it the wealthy body visualization. So for everyone that joins the, my fitness program, in the fir- within the first week, you get this visualization meditation that I record where basically every single night you sit down and you listen to it and you, and you visualize yourself where you want to be in 90 days from now. So you see, you like, you literally as you go through, you visualize your body, you visualize your life, the people around you. Um, and, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of research that shows, shows that, like, you can – if you can get your mind to really start believing something, it's going to manifest in the real world. True. Um, so, so yeah, I would say it's definitely a mixture, a mixture of both for sure. That's, that's very interesting. Just because so, so many people, they see it as black and white, right? They draw such a hard line in the sand. They don't realize that they're intertwined. And that's a great answer that you said, yeah. because I, I feel the same way. It's, it's almost like, you combine both. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about that, um, about the wealthy body visualization that you do. I've been getting into meditation a lot lately, and I just want to get your thoughts not only on meditation, but how, vi- how for people out there that are struggling and what they're doing right now, how visualizing success can help you manifest and attract the right things yeah. in your life. Like you said, improving your financial status, improving your status personally, your mental health, your physical health, as well as your spiritual health. Right. Yeah. Um, so like first and foremost, I really believe that, you know, I, I, I've literally tattooed my arm. These arrows mean, um, you create your own reality. I, I really believe that, uh, you know, you, you like, you decide like who you like, what direction you want to go in, right? You decide who you want to be. So if you can like in your mind, decide that you're more confident that if you can decide that you're fit or that, or that you are, that you're wealthy, like then, you know, it's just a matter of time until, until that happens. So that's kind of like what, like, that's why I think like meditation is cool. Um, it's definitely, there's definitely tons of benefits, increased cognitive function. Um, it's going to decrease your stress levels. Um, it really just gets you in more of a uh, parasympathetic state, meaning just more like relaxed, stress-free. But the, there's something about like visualize, like visualizing that just can kind of, in my opinion, changes the game. Um, I know for a lot, I'm sure a lot of your audience are people that are trying to make more money. I um, mean, I'm sure you can agree like sales is like one of the most important things you can 
ever get good at, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so like one of the things that I, one of my mentors gave me, and that's why I created a, a, a visualization for my, my clients, is, is it was a money mindset meditation or visualization where you start seeing sales and you start seeing money not so much. I guess to kind of rewind, the way you frame stuff in your mind is going to allow you to, to, to get to where you want to go. So you can frame money as something that's just like just a piece of paper, right? Something that you're taking from other people when they buy from you, or you can frame it as by them giving you money, you're going to help them make a bigger impact in, in their life. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like, that's really, power, that's really powerful because, you know, I was started to listen to uh, Tony Robbins and I'll, I'll let you continue, but I heard him saying that, money is a manifestation of what you already are. If you are a good person, if you have good intentions and you have a good heart, the more money you make, you're going to be able to give back and do more good for other people. Whereas right. if, if you're a scumbag and you don't care about other people's interests in serving others and helping them solve their problems, then the more money you have, it's just going to make you more miserable. Is that more or less, you know, yeah. your philosophy on money? hundred percent. And that's kind of like the, the, the visualization that I, I listen, I still listen to it to this day. Um, I give, it was given to me more than 90 days ago, but I still listen to it just especially if I want to get back in the right state, but it's like, it talks about in the visualization, visualization talks about, you know, making money and growing a business and, and building wealth. Not so much as in like this, it's not a material thing, but it's going to lead to three, I call it the three F's, right? Um, number one is fun. Number two is freedom, and number three is fulfillment. So you're gonna by making more money, by impact, by, by making a bigger difference, by by growing whatever it is you're trying to grow. Um, are you number one gonna have more fun? Can't start. You are number two. Are you gonna have more freedom? Yes. And everyone's definition of freedom is different. But then number three, are you gonna be more fulfilled? Are you gonna be able to make more of an impact on people's lives? Are you gonna be able to take that money and donate it to, to charities? Are you going to be able to change the, the lives of people? Because that's at the end of the day, if you see money, just like that's one of the problems I see with a lot of people is they're just chasing, they're just fucking chasing the money. Uh, people are just just trying, they're trying to make money, and they don't really know why they're trying to make money, uh, or or they're doing it just for the freedom aspect alone, which is which is cool. But you need to also remember that like life is short, and I, I in my opinion, you need to also be chasing after the fun aspect, doing it so you can have fun in life, not just so you can grind and then also so that way you can you can take that money and and give back to, to whatever you're whatever you're trying to give back to if your loved ones your friends charities whatever it is that's kind of and, and and i didn't have that mindset um until i invested in mentors and, and started listening to these visualizations and, and all this cool stuff um but that but the thing is once you can start creating that mindset for yourself and realizing that you're not being a piece of shit by taking people's money you're actually helping them that is how you actually begin to um, to get better at sales and get better at all these skills because you know there's a bigger purpose behind it. It's, <laughs> my mind's my mind's being blown already. It, it's I funny, because, it. <laughs> yeah. I, you you're very you're very smart, but you're also very you you implement what your mentors teach you. I remember. Um, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was in South Miami Beach and I was actually doing, um, I went to three masterminds of Jason Capital. I did like a whole trifecta, man. I was there, nice. like I was straight stagging for like a week and a half. If I wanted to go out to the bar, I, I would stag most of the time. And <laughs> I, ha I have some pretty cool stories when we meet in person. And one, yeah. of, my, my, one of my catch stories is um, Santorini's, the night 
adventures after Santorini's. But I'll tell you more about that another time. But cool. one of the one of the things that we really dived into, Jason said, was um, state of mind and how you can be a good copywriter, you can be a good closer, you can be a good speaker, which are very very high income skills. That once you master them, you'll have a great base for life with mm-hmm. respect to financial freedom. But he said, once you get into the right state, it's, you're not always going to have to be perfect, but everything's just going to flow yeah. a lot, a lot easier. Would you say that a lack of fulfillment and like people not living their purpose and not being able to feel fulfilled is the reason why a lot of people that you see in today's society say like celebrities um, in Hollywood, is that why you think they're so unhappy? It's just because they don't feel fulfilled in what they're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that. Yeah, especially I mean, that's a good point. A lot, like a lot of celebrities, you see, like a lot of people kind of go into drugs and all. I think that. I think that. Yeah, like especially I've always thought about this. Is kind of interesting. Like, this is kind of like a side thing. I've always thought about this. Like actors and celebrities. You, it's funny because like they're like they're all like they they live their actual life right and then they go into these like they go into these movies and they kind of, they just fucking completely transform and turn into like a new character altogether so I've always wondered like maybe uh, maybe isn't that so much that they're fulfilled that they're just like kind of confused as like who they are <laughs> um, yeah because they they throw so much out there it's like damn yeah. like you, they almost they have to lose themselves yeah, and, that, yeah. and they get and they have such a confused perception of of like what reality is I mean I think. Jim Carrey, when he did yeah. the bat, I remember he did the Batman movie, and I was reading an article where, after the movie, he literally had to go into rehab, just just because like he was like so messed up, and yeah. that I think that's why you mentioned you know having the right mindset is so important. But my question for you is, um, I want to kind of get back to you know before you really started getting a positive mindset when you almost, I don't want to say it was a victimized mentality where, you know, you were just depressed all the time, but you had a lot of limiting beliefs Yeah, and you know, you were self-sabotaging yourself. How would you, how do you, first of all, become aware of your self-sabotage? Do you journal whenever you have, you know, self-sabotaging thought number one and number two, what's your advice for people out there who, you know, don't have a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence. How can they overcome that obstacle in their life to improve themselves? That's a, yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, so, kind of to circle back to where to where when I was in my uh, victim mindset, like I uh, I thought about this a lot with my story because I think a lot of people can relate to it. Um, and for my fitness clients, I tell them this a lot. But like when I first was in my victim mentality, like I grew up with a lot of like a lot of like physical, like, like health issues. I had a, a bad back problem. I had to wear like a brace at night. I had to go through a bunch of procedures for it, which kind of, I mean, at one point, um, my cheeks were all puffed up from the, from the steroid inflammation. And like, uh, it was just, I, I gained like 30 pounds of body. I was always like really skinny, the really skinny guy. And I gained uh, like, like, you know, the guys like, like has like really scrawny. I was like skinnier than all the girls. <laughs> and, uh, gotcha. and I, I went through this, this back problem time and I gained a bunch of, I gained a bunch of body fat for the first time in my life, got like stretch marks on my legs from it. And it really just fucked with my, cause I was already kind of insecure. Like I was like the really skinny guy. Someone is the skinny scrawny dude. Right. And then I, I gained a bunch of weight and now I'm just like this like skinny fat dude with, it was like, he was like cheeks are all puffed up. So like, 
the issue was, and this kind of goes back to like the limiting beliefs and, and the minds and like the getting out of that mentality is at that time, I saw myself as the skinny fat guy with the back problem or whatever, whatever the, like the, the words to describe me. I saw myself as like the guy with the back problem who was ugly and, and, and stretch marks, whatever I saw myself, that was me. It defined me. It was my identity. Um, it, it took me a long time to kind of, to kind of get out of that again through mentors and, and, and all kinds of other, like there's a whole other story. But um, I think the main advice, and I, I was talking to one of my clients the other day, um, he was talking about how he was feeling a lot of anxiety or he was, his, his anxiety was kicking up. That's what he said. He said, my anxiety is kicking up. And I was like, is it your anxiety? And he's like, what? It's <laughs> like, yeah, is it your anxiety? Like whose anxiety is it? And he's like, holy shit. Because a lot of people see themselves, they, they have this, this uh, perception of who they are. They, everyone had like goes through the world that everyone has their model of the world, right? As Tony Robbins says. Right, right. And, and they, and they see themselves as a certain way. Right. So for me, when I was younger, I saw myself as the, the, the skinny fat guy with the background. But the thing is, we had the power to, to change that. Right. So um, I forgot what the, the two main questions are, but I guess the, the, what I'm trying to say is, is um, if you have a perception of yourself as someone who has who's like anxiety is a part of you. Right. Or depression, my depression or my back problem or my, my, my kind of saying these things about yourself. Um, you know, that's kind of how you're going to feel. But if you if you don't do that. You kind of go the opposite and begin um, thinking of yourself as the person you want to be uh, as you are right now, then your perception and your reality kind of changed a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes 100% sense right there. But I got, I actually got a question for you as well. You know, you talk about all these clients that you have and I've been reading some of your stuff, which is really, really insightful and inspirational because I've seen some of these clients that you had and how they, shred pounds they they lose body fat and it's almost like they improve their self-confidence mm -hmm. right there but my question to you is from a business perspective how do you find the right clients for yourself in particular do you look for people with the same core values as you yeah yeah so i go through i actually have a whole process that i go through so um it's it's funny because like well, you see like a lot of these processes people have. And I think a lot of times it's kind of like just to, uh, obviously like as copywriters, we understand like building authority, you know, um, building like scarcity, all that shit. I think it is important. But so, but like for me, like I really believe that one of my mentors instilled this in me, like, like the fun aspect, right? You need to have like, this is what people, like a lot of people forget, like when they're copywriting or do whatever the endeavor they're going after is the fun aspect goes away. Right. I remember when I, when I was personal training, um, I would used to do train like a bunch of like moms and like um, overweight guys that didn't really want to be there and just like people that weren't my ideal client. Uh, and it was right. just like a, a, even even online. That was why originally when I tried to build my first bit fitness business before I got into copywriting, it, it flopped because I wasn't I didn't give a shit who I brought on. I just wanted to bring everyone on. I wanted to just I wanted I wanted money and I wanted clients. I got you. Uh, and I, going for all the moms yeah. right there. Me out. Look at you over there. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I'm I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got but, you. but yeah, so it was kind of like, I just took on everyone I wanted and I took on everyone I could get. It was kind of like that, that scarcity mindset was just like, I wanted, I, I need to take on everyone because I, if I don't, I'm going to run out of time, run out of money, whatever. Sure. Um, 
So for me, yeah. So when I when I when I go about getting clients, it's a process I go through. I, I have them fill an application. I get on a quick call with them, um, just to see, just to kind of get get like get my feelers out of the side if I if they, if they feel like they're a good fit. Do we have a lot in common? For me, my ideal client is like someone who's either an entrepreneur already or someone who's just really driven and is, is on their way to getting there. Because um, right now, specifically guys, uh, you know, who knows where it's going to go in the future, but. Um, yeah, so I go through the first call and I talk to them. Then I fill out another application just to really make sure that they're in this. And then we go on a longer call where I kind of see this as the first breakthrough call and really getting clear on like if they're committed, if they, if we are going to get along. Like that call, if we're not joking around, if we're not like going back and forth and there's not aha moments for both of us, then it's then I'm like probably like I've had people where like a quarter of the way through, I just said like this isn't the, this isn't the right thing for you. Well, maybe we'll talk in the future. So I think it's really important to, to like the clients you work with, the people that are around, like I'm trying to build the tribe. I'm not trying to make money. Uh, I'm trying to make money obviously, but my, my number one goal is to build the tribe and like have, like I want to get on these calls, and, like have fun and be able to, to, to joke around and, and, and really make it, make an impact. But I, I can't make an impact on someone who's just like kind of wants to be here. Does that kind of yeah. make sense? Yeah, that makes sense because I feel like some people, you know, it's like kind of like what the Joker says, like, why so serious? Yeah, and, yeah, and you just, yeah <laughs> exactly. And you just come in with this, it's, it's almost like, it's like a pattern interrupt almost. It's like, yeah. they, they, they expect to be so serious. And then, you know, you kind of just, you know, you're almost like over the phone, just slapping them on the shoulder. And you're like, go out there, tiger, you know, go talk to that girl right there, loosen up, have fun at the party right there. And, and you bring that kind of energy and it, it really, it, it's uplifting to me, honestly, because I, I'm having an incredible conversation with you. It doesn't even feel like, you know, we're, yeah. you know, it's not a very business setting and we're in an office space, you know, we're, we're just having fun. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for people out there, I feel like you just, I don't want to say don't take yourself so seriously, have a clear purpose, but at the same time, be able to appreciate and enjoy a smile, a joke, um, you know, someone else's company. What are some things that do you do um, like gratitude journaling? Like when you do your preparation for the next day, like you do like your, um, your mobility and, you know, you prepare for tomorrow, say, do you do any like journaling just to kind of get an idea of like what your thoughts are throughout the day? Yeah. So, so then I have it right next to me. I know, I'm not sure the podcast can have video or not, but I use the, uh, the best self journal. Um, so yeah, I basically, uh, twice a day I'll write my gratitude in there. So I'll write, um, I'll write in the morning, three things I'm grateful for at night, three things I'm grateful for. Uh, and then I like, I'll, I'll like the next day I'll write down the targets that I want to accomplish that day. I'll write down my goals at least once a day. Um, so yeah, I definitely, definitely write down gratitude. I don't know if like gratitude is what, uh, makes me like, like getting on calls and like jumping around, like, be, like having a good day. Like, I don't think that's really like what does it, but I do, I do think gratitude is super, super important. Like I know Tony, Tony Robbins says like, you can have, you can, you can be anxious, you can be depressed, you can be anything negative, but, but but uh, or you can be grateful but you can't be both so i think grateful gratitude is like it's it's almost like a tool like if you use it properly like it can get you in a really good state like real quick gotcha i gotcha and would you say you know getting yourself in the right state you know it improves just the way you carry yourself with body language and whatnot um 
how do you, when, whenever you're going up to these people and, you know, trying to get new clients, how do you carry yourself, you know, with respect to like your body language? Do you see it more? Do you project yourself more as the authority when, when people are coming to you? Or do you see this instead of like, say a face to face interaction where I'm the boss, you're coming to me. It's more positioning yourself as like a shoulder to shoulder journey you're going with your clients. I think that like, kind of like what I said before with the, uh, um, the mixture of like mind and body, like, or, or like, you know, that, that needs to be combined. I think the same thing goes for that. I think that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a gray area where it's just like, you're getting on a sales call and you're like the fucking authority, right? You're just like, all right, I have questions for you. I need you to answer these. Uh, I'm, I'm coming at you as like the high authority. You just sit back and answer. But there's also a difference between like that and like getting on a call and like looking up to someone just being like, okay, we're getting on this call. I have some questions for you and just like letting them kind of just control it. I think that um, in terms of like sales calls and, 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 and doing and getting clients, I'm definitely a mixture of both. I think that I definitely go on there and I'll, I'll I'll, uh, from the very beginning, I'm going to be very co like conversational and joke around, but then like, I'll make sure that I'm able to bring it back to me asking the question and, and, and bring, I, I think that, I think that in a sales call, you, again, I don't see it as sales. I see it as, as breakthrough. And I think that you have a responsibility to properly lead the person in the right direction that they want to go in. Uh, so yeah, I think that joking around is, is fucking awesome. I think that, um, I think that being authority is super important. If you can't position yourself as, as authority and, you know, throw in like lawyer language, like I said, like parasympathetic and shit like that. Like if you can't yeah, throw yeah. that stuff in, then, then, then you're not going to, they're not going to trust you. But at the same time, you can't be overly like, uh, this is a difference. You, it's confidence versus, versus being a cocky dickhead. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a fine line between being a total douche on your calls yeah, and, yeah. uh, and, and being, it doesn't work. Confident. <laughs> yeah, Jesus! Like, if if everything in the movies worked in real life, I mean, yeah, that's hell. Cool everyone, shit. everyone would, be, everyone would be millionaires. Um, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm just like, it's it's crazy because it's almost like you're speaking to me also, because yeah. I'm um, whenever I hop on a call, sometimes you know I I take myself a little too seriously. And it feels like, you know, you coming in with just the right energy, not just, yeah. not just with respect to your knowledge, but also being able to just not take it as seriously and, you know, crack a joke right there. And, you know, cause it's almost yeah. like you're having a conversation, you know, sales shouldn't be perceived is, as yeah. sales. It's, it's more just having a conversation with a stranger who has a problem that you can solve. Yeah. You got to go into it with a coaching mindset. It's kind of, and if you don't know how to coach, then you need to get better at coaching or invest in learning how to coach. Cause if you can't coach, you can't make, you can't do sales. In my opinion, you can't do sales. Cause like coaching is just going in there. It's having a conversation. Like I always start a call with high energy too. Like, like I think that you know, as the, like one way to set the authority is start in there and just fucking, you know, just, just be like, yo, what's going on? How's your day going? If you start and, and, and hope that they have a high energy, then you're letting them kind of control it. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, like be on a call where I'm just like, I don't know, just like, yo, how's, how's it going? <laughs> and just hope that they bring the energy. I want to, I want to bring it myself and then if they can match it and fuck yeah. If not, then it's my job as the coach to kind of figure out why they can't match it and bring them up to that level. And gotcha. that's the, coaching is, I think coaching and sales are the same thing. Uh, I, I'm selling even when I have clients in my program, like every coaching call I get, I'm, I'm selling them in the beginning of my program. Then throughout the program, I'm selling them on, on themselves. <laughs> 
So what would you say for like digital marketers, say like copywriters um, who, who are inexperienced and say just, you know, getting their feet wet, getting some skin in the game, you know, perhaps they have this skill of copywriting and they haven't been able to get clients yet. Would you recommend them, you know, be a coach, even if, if they don't have any expertise in getting clients yet? Well, like, let me just get some feedback on that because you said that sales is essentially coaching and in order to improve your sales and improve your authority as sales, you should become a coach. Well, I don't know if you need to become a coach in that like that. That's like your business model. But I do think you need to understand like, uh, you know, Jason talked about this a lot and it's something that I think really helped me when I first invested in my, my one of my first mentors ever. Uh, you know, I was going to my fitness business. It didn't, it didn't work, unfortunately, but like I learned a lot throughout that process about about like marketing number one but then also like nlp and just like really simple uh coaching strategies that like uh that help when you're like just having a conversation with someone it's really important to know like when you're on the calls like everyone has like their model of the world this is like a tony robbins thing um but everyone has like their their model of the world so that's that's like um i think that you need to get that's like a good skill to work on just, is just get better at understanding um you know, just how to, how, I guess, how to properly communicate and, 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 and put that coaching hat on. You don't really need to become a coach, but understand how to, like, ask questions and how to phrase stuff to where it's going to, um, you know, where it's going to make, a, like, a bigger impact. And, like, and just, like, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to explain. But, yeah, I guess not become a coach, but, but, uh, but you know, get better frame at your, coaching. You're saying uh, frame yourself as the authority. It's not necessarily about everything. Uh, not it's not necessarily what you're saying. It's more about how you present yourself. Yeah, as the authority in what you say. Yeah, kind of. And it's also about about figuring out like what. One of the main things I always say is just figuring. Always want to figure out the problem. Like always. Like uh, that's what I think. Anyone who's a copywriter. Or, or a coach or sales, the goal, like even with copy, when you're writing copy, you need to know what the fuck the problem is or you can't, like you need to relate to their problem that you're writing, or you're writing to and then give them a solution. Same thing with coaching. You just gotta, in sales, you gotta figure out, always kinda, um, I'm trying to remember a quote. There's a quote that, uh, that uh, Jason Capital said, it's like, lead with, lead with curiosity, not with, I don't know what the other word is, but basically you want to lead with curiosity, right? Like you don't, you want to go into conversations and try and figure out like what is the problem and really try and try and get deeper and deeper levels because there's always a deeper, I remember Jason at one of his events says like what, um, whenever he asks, whenever you, someone asks him a question as a coach, he's seeing like three levels deeper than that. And that's kind of how it is. Whenever someone asks a question, most likely they ask like, you know, how many, how many reps should I be doing for, for biceps in the gym? It's not fucking because they want to know how many reps they want to do in the gym. It's because they want their body to look amazing when they walk on the beach a year from then, whatever. So it's kind of like you want to always, I guess, the mindset of switching from just like going on a sales call and asking questions, but like trying to solve a problem and get as deep as you can into what is actually their problem. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. That, you essentially, and I feel like that comes down to the preparation that you mm -hmm. do prior to a phone call because you can when you say are at the first step, you're already almost like future pacing people into the fourth step, which is, okay, what really are your goals, client A, for me to be able to coach you and to get the results that you want to do? Like, it's almost like you're, 
you're pacing them and you're, and you're guiding them along. You're not dragging them behind you. And you know, they're, they're all getting like cut up and whatnot on, on the gravel road right there. You're, you're, you know, you're guiding them along like, Oh, you know, go this way. You know, you give them a little nudge right there. And that's another layer that you peel back and get deeper. That that's very powerful. Right, yeah, because they're kind of trusting you with that. Like, they're trusting you. Like, so it's kind of like like putting a blindfold on someone and just, like, just really just pulling them really fucking fast in a direction. Like, they're not going to – they're like, whoa, what are you doing? But if you can kind of guide them in the right direction slowly, then uh, – and, again, I don't see it as me trying to, like, manipulate it. It's, it's, it's more so, like, you're, you're positively influencing them, trying to get them into – to understand that they have more potential, that they are, are they can do so much more. So this is me kind of slowly, uh, I guess, guiding you to that direction. How do you personally, within the fitness industry, how do you help unlock people's potential? What are some of the things, not only physically, that you do with your clients personally? Because all, all fitness trainers have a little bit of a different approach, but more than anything, they want to improve your body. And when you improve your body, it'll the confidence will naturally flow. Yeah. As a result of that, what do you do to help people unlock their potential physically, but also mentally within the sales calls, but more than anything when you're with a client one-on-one? Yeah. So it's funny. Cause like you, I, 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 I this has kind of opened me up. Like I've been, you know, I have a lot of guys who are graduating or cause I, I really got back into my fitness coaching business about, Oh, I don't know, four or five months ago, I really just been going just balls to the wall on it. Like I, I it was a big learning experience for me. Cause like when I first, um, you know, I was always like huge into mindset coaching and I think that everyone needs it. But when I first started working with clients in the beginning, uh, you know, it was like they would get their fitness program, nutrition, and we had, there's a mind, there's mindset aspects and lifestyle stuff that I work into the membership site. Uh, but like, when they first start, like you expect, like, you know, sometimes people talk, ask about fitness and, and nutrition questions on the coaching calls. So we do one-on-one coaching calls. And then like, as we go through the 12 weeks, it's funny. Cause like after week three or four, it's like all mindset shit. <laughs> it's like, whether it's like either limiting beliefs or maybe a lot of times it ends up like spilling over to like whatever their endeavors are that they're trying to work on. But I think that, uh, I think that working on, on, on just really just, Figuring out, like I said before, it's all about like figuring out what the problem is. And the, the thing is, once you can figure out what the problem is, then you can begin analyzing like what the solution needs to be. And then once you begin hitting that, getting that solution, then you start building confidence because you find one solution. Then you have a new problem and you get the solution to that. And you just kind of keep building up until until your confidence gets gets a, gets a lot higher. And I think that um, kind of going back to your original question of building up their confidence and everything. I think that the most important part that people that are listening that I could ever say, and this is kind of like what I'm trying to do with the Wealthy Body Academy and my master program, is that health, it like needs, it, it fucking needs to be number one. Like, like I see so often with these people that are either, either really successful entrepreneurs or they're trying to be really successful, they're, they're not having fulfillment because they're not putting their health first. And I like to explain as like, um, you know, it's like, it's like a fucking Ferrari. You're trying to be this like amazing Ferrari or Lamborghini, but if you don't have the right engine, the right gasoline in your body, like you're not gonna, you can press the gas as hard as you want. Even if you're successful, wealthy, like making money, you're not going to have that longevity. You're not going to be able to perform, be a high performer long-term. So I think it all, all got like confidence, all that stuff. Like you can say you have a lot of money and that you're confident. You're, you're either, you're either full of shit 
or you're full of shit. <laughs> uh, I think that in order to really get to uh, build that mindset up, you have to start with the one thing that you can control, which isn't your, your bank account, which isn't your really isn't anything else, but your body is the only thing at all times you can control. So that's kind of, in my opinion, in order to build the right mindset, you have to start. That's why I think I was so good with, with copywriting because I already had that foundation down for my body and I, I, I put my health first and that is almost like a fuel source. Um, one of my clients, Alec, he, uh, you know, he was set, always says like he uses the gym as like his fuel source for the rest of his endeavors of the day. So I think that that's kind of like the, the, the starting point for mindset. And we can always go deeper into actual like limiting beliefs and breaking through mindset. Before you deal with any of all that complexity, throw that shit away and just begin focusing on your health, number one. Spot on, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. Someone, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, a little, little passionate about this. out here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an issue. It's, it's a big issue that, I, that I've been seeing, like just going through and being a part of like, you know, the copywriting and, and, and working on my high income skills. I just, I talk to people a lot and they're just like, all I give a shit, people are like sacrificing, you know, going to school, they're sacrificing, um, like they're sacrificing, like, like to, they're just putting all this stuff ahead of themselves because they're so hell bent on making as much money as possible and, and proving everyone around them wrong they forget about like your body's the only thing that you have for the next you know 60 70 80 90 years maybe even longer with with technology like your body is the only thing you got you can be success successful you can learn all the fucking high income skills your body's like you're hunched over your neck's all fucked up and you and you're you're low energy like you're you're fucked <laughs> you keep doing your high income skills but you need to have that it's kind of like building a house without the without the foundation and the and the cement or whatever goes under a house like you have to have the the, the foundation if you, you can put a whole bunch of bricks on top. But if you don't have the foundation, good luck building the house. Yeah, that's, that's a great analogy. And I actually say that a lot for, um, that's the best way I can describe, you know, your life. You know, I, I kind of think of it as like building a house, right? You know, you have your concrete foundation and that that's not the house alone. That's only 10% roughly of what goes into building a home. Then, you know, you frame the house, you put the siding up, et cetera, et cetera that's the other 90%. It's mm -hmm. like a home is called a home because the other 90% is built on top of the 10%. Right. And that's the finished product. But how can you have the other 90% if you don't have that good foundation? And it seems right. like really, you really hone in on get that healthy body. That's the one thing that you can control. And you live throughout your body all the time. So it's like, why not make the best body that you can and then that'll start to improve everything right. that you have that's 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 right. pretty powerful and, and like you said it's all inter like like we're, we're talking about like and you said you believe it too it's like everything's interconnected the mind and the body it's the same thing like i, I always ask people on our calls like um that are kind of like questioning whether they should put like invest in their health like are you like like people that are listening, I'm sure everyone is trying to accomplish something. So I asked them like, you know, what, what, what are your high income skills or what are you trying to accomplish right now? Uh, and then they answer whatever it is they're trying to do. And then I asked like, if your health and your, and your energy levels and your mind was working better, how, would that improve what you're doing? And the answer is, of course it will. Like, like if you, if you, when you are exercising, when you're eating the right food, you're fueling yourself the right body, you're getting enough sleep, you're being healthy you're optimizing every fucking other part of, of your body. Your, your brain is, you're going to be releasing better hormones. You're going to be sleeping. Your quality of sleep is going to be better, which they say sleep's a fucking, uh, a, a, the best neurotropic in the world. When your health is, is begins to become on point, 
that will drip into every other aspect of your life. So it, it's, it's the mind, the mind, the body, it's all, it's all interconnected. Um, and the, the best way to get better at any skill you're doing is to begin get, getting better at, the, at, the, at your one thing that is learning, that's actually learning the skill, which is your body. I'm impressed. I got to say, <laughs> you have over-delivered the hell out of, out of this interview. Where, my question for you is, you know, you're very ambitious and you give off, you know, this, just this positive energy. And I, and I love that, first of all. You know, thank you, for, thank you for sharing all that. My question is, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? What are some of your goals and what's your vision with respect to taking Wealthy Body Academy, where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Yeah, it's something that changes a lot, like where I want to go. Um, really, at this point, my vision is to, is to continue uh, reaching out and, and, and helping more, more men who are, who are ambitious, who want more of their life, that are, are kind of struggling to make it happen, whether they're making money or not. They're kind of just, just struggling to to make things move as fast as they want. Maybe they're struggling with depression or anxiety or, or, or pain or whatever it is they're going through to show them like you can be a high performer um, it, 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 as long as you begin putting your health first. So like my, I guess three to five years from now, uh, my, I got some big goals. Like I want to, I want to grow a uh, you know, wealthy body into helping like, like hundreds of thousands of people. I want to be able to you know, kind of be having my own events, my own retreats, Possibly, I've, I've been dabbling with, uh, you know, like going into the fucking woods somewhere and just like having like a big old wealthy body retreat. Um, yeah, peace, really piper, peace pipe for everybody, you know, puff, puff, pass, you know, you get a exactly. big circle. <laughs> here's a bottle of whiskey, here's a little joint, we'll just keep going. There <laughs> you no, go. But, but yeah, I think that, I think that, um, I just see this big issue happening right now where it's just like we're, uh, the word that I like to use a lot is just everyone's so stimulated everyone's so sympathetic everyone's so like that's why i'm wearing these blue light glasses like it's, it's kind of helping me a little bit but there's just so much shit going on right now and i don't see it getting any better and people are, are just letting it like kind of overcome them and my mission my goal is to help guys and probably eventually like women as well help people um begin to to kind of take a step back from that and 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 focus on the only thing that they can control is, is their body and their health and and, and and their mind and, and really take that to the next level. So that way they can take all of that. This is kind of my vision is take all of that trans physical transformation for themselves and take that and put that into the world and help other people do the same. It's kind of like a domino effect. Like once, if I can help one person, you know, like Ralph, uh, uh, Walt, what was his name? Uh, Waldo, Ralph Waldo Emerson, yes. Emerson, whatever his name Ralph is. He, he says that, you know, a thousand force begins with a single acorn. So it's kind of like, I feel like every single person that I can begin, um, I think the biggest high income skill in the world is fucking your body. Like you see all these different ads and videos and shit and people saying like, like content creation and, and, and sales and copywriting and all this stuff. And in my opinion, my goal is to teach everyone the high income skill of building your fucking body and your mindset. That way you can translate that to everything else. That's pretty that, powerful that's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, that's, that's great. Just because you have that so focused in on, I feel like just, we mentioned it earlier, which was the singularity of focus. The fact that you are so passionate and you are so clear on really unlocking people's physical transformations, but also having the positive, having the positive results of the physical transformation and improving that mindset. It's going to really build a domino effect mm -hmm. for 
everyone else that perhaps comes to you or maybe hell, they get enough inspiration where they say, you know what, I'm going to have my own clients. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, it's yeah. been a pleasure. And you know, you'll be able to see just that positive, um, just that positivity, you know, yeah. like what are outside of, um, cause you seem like a very relatable kind of guy. Like what, what, like what are people that, you know, can just sit down, have a beer with you and just, you know, have a great conversation with you. Like, what are some of your interests outside of, you know, your wealthy body Academy? And do you, you know, have conversations with that, with your clients as well to, you know, make you more relatable to your yeah. clients as well? So like, I, like some of my interests, like, it's funny. So like, like I used to have a lot of, I, I I guess going through, I think I'm always adapting, always changing. Like going when I was in college and everything, like I was huge into sports. Now I don't really give two shits about sports. Um, but <laughs> uh, like, I, I guess for me, it's just kind of like, I like to, and I'm always trying to find that balance. I think everyone is, but for me, I like to always find new ways to, uh, to get outside my comfort zone. Like, uh, uh, you know, I like to go, some of my interests I think is really beneficial is to just, is just go like into nature. I, I always tell my clients like, like nature walks are fucking, this is a real valuable for everyone listening. Uh, like take 20, 30 minutes out of your day and just put your phone away or put on airplane mode. Just go for a, a fucking walk outside. Um, and, and don't think about anything, but just the walk and the, what's around you. I, that's like one of my big, I love doing that. Just kind of walking around just, and just kind of like looking at the trees and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just finding new ways to recover. I'm huge into like, I'm huge into like float tanks. Uh, I don't know, do you know what a float tank is? A foot tank? A float tank. Oh, a float tank. I thought you said yeah. a foot tank. I was like, oh. That sounds kind of cool too. Yeah. yeah erotic. Sounds kinky. You know, if you're into like a foot fetish or whatnot, but yeah. said a uh, float tank. Can you tell me a little more about that? I'm curious now. Yeah. So I'm always into like new ways to recover. So a float tank is the Joe Rogan talks about it a lot where it's like you, you go into a, you go into this tank where it's the water's the same temperature as your body. Okay. And uh, it's, it's like 10,000 pounds or some shit of magnesium and Epsom salt. And you just lie in there for like an hour to two hours. And there's no light. There's no, there's nothing. So you feel like you're just floating in nothing. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. I, 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 I try to do that like at least once a week, sometimes more where it's kind of like, it brings you back to that. Like when you're, you know, the only time that we ever get like, full like we we didn't have all these like crazy uh like there's light like uh i guess an example is like there's always lights there's always some kind of stimulation right like there's lights coming into my house right now sure. this computer i got shit around me um i hear just sort of car go past me like we're always stimulated and the one time that we haven't been was when we were babies when we were in our, our mom's uh stomachs right right <laughs> Um, so th what this does is it allows you to kind of allow all your senses to just shut the fuck off for a little bit and get more into like that, that relaxed state. Uh, so I'm huge into, into just finding new ways to like recover, um, and just, and just relax, just get into like that, that relaxed state. So that's why I think nature's huge. Um, I'm pretty fucking excited to go to Mexico. Um, staying going, at to, going to Cabo, you son of a going bitch. To Cabo, yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> jealous now. Yes, yeah, so the first two days are an all inclusive, so I'll probably be probably doing things I don't usually do, like probably drinking a little too much. Um, and yeah, so that, that'll be fun. But then, like the next two days, I'm, I'm going to La Paz, which is it's gonna be more of like we're gonna have an Airbnb. It's gonna be more like just the culture and just like uh, like learning more about that and, and going hiking and, and, and stuff like that is is kind of where my interests are at now. I like going out every now and then, but like I'm not too huge into partying as much anymore. It's just like. I don't know. It gets old, like eating and drinking a lot. I, just, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I got you. I, I feel like a lot of people, they, you know, they chase the thrill of the party because it's almost like they, they need alcohol to just, you know, kind of dull their senses. They're not confident in themselves right away. So it's like, you know, I got to get more courage. I got to get more courage. Let's go out and talk to people. And it seems like based off what you said right there, you know, you're a very spiritual person, you know, getting out in nature and, you know, just being able to connect with yourself and really see where you are in life. I, I like the fact that you're humble enough, but you're aware enough to be able to say, you know what, I might be having success today, but there's some things I could have done better. And you can really just, you can just ground yourself to where it's just you, you and nature. It's, it's you and God. And you can just get really, you know, conscious of who Justin Feldman is. And that's, that's pretty powerful to have, man. I I would say my advice to you is don't ever lose that. Yeah, for sure. I think that, and that's more like that start. I definitely have not had that for a lot of my life, but uh, I do think that like that, that's kind of stuff I talk about. Not so much. And I I talk about that with my clients and and like in the coaching, definitely a lot. I have a higher end mastery program, but like that stuff I talk about, because I think that like, that's all related to your health as well. Like we talk about like getting the right fucking nutrition plan and fitness program. Like that's, that's the easy stuff, but going like really like, like, uh, getting your mindset right. and, 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 uh, and learning how to recover and, and, and be more present like that stuff that's it's so important towards your health and it's also like if you can get better at, at applying that on a day-to-day basis like if you can apply that into like your whatever skill you're trying to work on like it's just going to make you so much better so much more creative and just uh it's gonna it's powerful for anyone's life so that's that's a, you know it seems so simple when we say it but the but when you actually do it then it's like you think back to what people said earlier and you're like, holy shit, that, that <laughs> light bulb comes off. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to play a little game right now. You, you, you interested? Sure, I'm always interested in a new game. It's, it's just going to be very simple. It's word association. I'm just going to rapid fire a word. And okay. you're just going to – the first thought that comes up to your mind about that word, you're just, okay. just going to say it. All right. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> all right you ready yeah pull-ups spider-man challenges mtv all right that that's interesting we <laughs> we, we could dive into that a little a little bit afterwards nature yeah. uh mountains life the sky purpose purpose i see a wolf i'm gonna go with a a pissed off wolf (laughs) (laughs) inspiration mentors masterminds um i just forget the name i was gonna say uh ty lopez i don't know why that came to my mind but ty lopez (laughs) read read a book a day god damn it yeah knowledge I thought of knowledge, and I just saw a picture. Uh, I'm, of I'm out here in my garage, just you know, I got this new Lamborghini. <laughs> yes, I just as soon as I mastermind his knowledge, and I just see his face is going knowledge. I'm like, okay, it's gotta be him. You really gotta <laughs> emphasize that "naw" part right there. All right, we're gonna do a few more. Here we go. Body, fitness. Let's see. Food. Chipotle. Temple. Building. 
All right. That's that's good right there. We we got okay. a we got a few right there. Challenges. What you just learned about me? <laughs> a lot. I want to see if I could just remember. I'm gonna go back and and listen to this episode right here. I'm just like Jesus. <laughs> Challenges. Justice talking about MTV right now. Like, all right. I just thought of. Uh, did you ever watch like the, uh, the like the real world challenges on MTV? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's. That. <laughs> I used to watch like the real the real world, and then the challenges come I'm like fuck yeah, you get to like I don't know, it's like real connected with these with these with these people in the show, and then you see them like jump on a challenge, just like I don't know, <laughs> I got all excited about it. So yeah, when I hear challenge, I think of that. <laughs> you know, um, one of the things I would <laughs> I would say outside of like the reality TV shows and, and MTV now is um, I asked you about inspiration, you know, and it kind of circles back to, you know, when you first got started in, you know, listening to podcasts, you mentioned Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. you mentioned Jason Capital as mm-hmm. well. Who would you say are like the top five inspirations in your life that you look up to but maybe perhaps it's a client that just really you know maybe you were feeling down on yourself but you know you just had this client that was such a big inspiration to you and just helped you you know just keep going on this journey Hmm. with that you can you share a little bit of insight about that i would say that yeah so i would say like on a bigger scale that people that inspire me is uh, I get a lot of inspiration from just like going on YouTube. Like whenever I work out, I think that priming your, your, your state is important. So like whenever I go work out, I'll put on videos to people that are just like, uh, um, I forget his name. Um, Tom, Tom, um, Eric Thomas is a big one. It's like the way he talks just pumps me up. Uh, obviously Tony Robbins, Gary V like people like that are just like big inspirations to me. Terms of like fitness when I was growing up, Greg Plitt was a big one. I uh, not, not so much a fan of like the way he like did like, uh, his fitness programs were like real extreme, probably too extreme. But it's the way he talked about stuff. Are you familiar with Greg Blade at all? He um was was he did he do the uh, interval training, the HIIT, or am I thinking of something else? No, you're thinking of someone else. He he does like his own like his. He didn't really have a system. He was just like the guy that would just like go on the camera and just fucking just start screaming and insane like like your life is it needs to have a purpose and everyone's just. just bodies are dropping um as they go as they run the sprint of life and you got to keep going past the the corpses and he's said all kinds of crazy shit that didn't really make any sense but he's really good at pumping you up (laughs) um so like 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 him uh you know i guess in terms of like inspirations my clients like people i work with are definitely like every time i get up it's funny because like every time i get off these coaching calls with my clients i'm always like inspired like zach uh, I'll mention Zach, for example, one of my clients, like he's just like crushing it. He's in the master program now. Like he, he's just someone that like when we first started, he was just kind of all over the place. Um, I won't get into details or anything, but like just seeing, sure. like, just seeing the transformations of, of like where he's gone now, with his mindset, not, it, like the body's important, but like just seeing where like the mindset shifts, those are where like, the, where I get like a lot of inspiration seeing, I guess seeing people go from like, the bad, like the depressed, like the, the not so great to them, um, you know, not just with myself, but seeing other people go to that next level, it just kind of inspires me and shows me that like, if someone wants to change, like, you know, like they can definitely do it. So that's, that's powerful, but it's also incredible what you can do when you, when you put your mind to something. And oh, it's, yeah. it's funny because a couple of days ago, um, a good friend of mine, Carlos Martinez, he, uh, and this guy's only 20 years old and he's crushing it as an entrepreneur. I think he's a co-founder nice. of social sales pro. And I, I really got a chance to talk with him in depth 
when we were in Miami a few weeks ago. And one of the things he says is, you know, Steve, in order for you to become more successful and for all the people out there, don't mistake activity for accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and it seems like the, some of the clients that have the biggest transformations are the ones who accomplish more mm-hmm. that just don't Powerful, the yeah. activities that you tell them that they, they are, they're so focused on getting the result. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you, what would you say, um, Justin, for your situation in particular, and then I'll go back to my current situation for my business. Um, cool. what would you say for wealthy body Academy when you're looking for clients, right? When you're looking for the right people, to coach and to really transform their lives too. What would you say is the biggest problem that people come to you with? Oh, for sure. The biggest problem they come to me with is that they're not, their goals aren't big enough. They're like, whenever, so like when a client comes on and say they get past the, you know, the, the, the two, the application process and the two interviews and everything they get, they join, say they get past that point. What we do there is we have an orientation call. I give them a forms to fill out with their goals um, and, and like why it's important to them what they envision and one of the main things I see is it's so important to, to, to dial us in early on is they have a, their goals aren't big enough their 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 why isn't big enough they just kind of like they, they say like they want to that they want to lose body fat they want to like they want to get rid of their, their stomach fat sometimes they'll say they want to get ripped or they want to get bigger biceps and like they'll say why they'll say like because it's important to me right <laughs> or they'll say like like whatever the it's always a very like like abstract reason and we sit there on these calls and, you know, they're already in the program, but like, I, I recognize the importance of like, I know that if you're, if you're like, when you join any program, when you commit to any goal, uh, Greg Plitt always says like, of course you're going to be hot off the start, right? Everyone's hot at the start. Everyone's motivated. But the thing is, you're not going to stay that way. Life, life is a bitch, right? Like things happen where, where you wake up and you're not motivated. Things happen where things come up and, and you don't feel like putting the work in. And that's, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest problems is people aren't seeing, um, they're not really putting that drive or not drive. They're just not envisioning the, they're not envisioning big enough as to where they want to be and really seeing it. So like what I'll have them do is we'll go to the call. And if it's not like, if, if I ask them, is this like, is this a big enough goal and a big enough why to make you wake up in the morning and do shit even when you're having an off day? Nine times out of ten, they're going to say no. And then we get really deep into figuring out, like, what their – like, not just what their goals are, but, like, what are their fucking real goals? Like, you, you want to get abs, why do you want abs, right? What are you going to get from getting abs? Maybe you'll be more confident, you'll attract more women. Why the fuck do you want to be more confident and attract more women? There's, there's a deeper layers to it. And that kind of gets into their why and, like, what they're going to experience. So, like – I think that, like you said, Stephen, like you mentioned before, um, like uh, results are. I forget the, the way you, you phrased it. You said that. Um, what was that? What was that quote you just said? Just now. Oh, damn! I actually, you, said, you, said you said what your buddy Carlos told you. Yeah, he. Okay, thank you for reminding me because yeah, I, yeah. I, I just spaced out. But he said, "Never mistake activity for accomplishment." Right. So activity for accomplishment. So it's like. I think the biggest mistake is people come in and they, they are ready to put the activity in, but they're not thinking enough about the accomplishment. They're not thinking about what they want to accomplish. And I ask them, you know, like, like what, when you get there, what exciting things are going to happen? What doors are going to open up? And once you begin getting more, because it, it, it's transformations, a lot of it's emotional. You have to kind of see that happening. So once you can begin seeing, uh, you know, where you're going to be, how, what's going to happen once you get there. I remember a really funny backstory to this is, uh, 
when I was in high school, I, uh, I was in my senior, my junior, I don't know, maybe my freshman, I don't know, it was one of the years in high school, I was really obsessed with the new PS3. I wanted a PS3 for fucking so badly, I didn't know, well, I didn't know why I just wanted one. Um, and I, I made a deal with my dad, and I said, uh, he said, if I get 3.5 GPA or higher, he'll buy me a PS3. And I shit you not, the entire time, the entire semester, I spent 90% of my time, maybe more, like literally watching videos about the PS3. <laughs> and watching videos <laughs> and learning about and learning about the PS3 and, and like and like learning about the controllers and why they're better than the Xbox, which they probably weren't, but in my head they were. And just learning about how everything, like how excited I was going to be, just thinking about like like what was going to happen once I got the PS3 and how, how I was going to react when it was in my hands and like all this stuff. I was just envisioning it, and I spent like five to ten percent of my time actually studying. And guess what my GPA that was that semester? It wasn't a three point five. I would say probably like a oh what the fuck? I would say probably like a two point four or something like that. It was a four Whoa! <laughs> it's a 4.0. Uh, and in, 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 in my opinion, it's because in, uh, there's a book called uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And in that book, uh, I forget the name of the author. Joe, oh, his name's Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. And he talks about how, like, uh, when you can, when you focus enough, he, he gave an example of, like, his daughter. Uh, she wanted to go to Italy for, for like, a vacation. And, but she had no, she had no money. She had no clue how she's going to get there. And he kept telling her, just focus on that goal. Focus on getting there. Um, and, and when you focus enough on the result and like what you're going to achieve, things just sometimes kind of work out. Uh, so I think that I think it's really powerful to, to if you can um, put your mind in a place where you're always thinking about the result that you're going to achieve and how important it is to you and what's going to happen once you get there. There's something really powerful about that, and your actions subconsciously begin. Uh, moving you closer to that goal that's 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 deep that's yeah, deep right yeah. there i remember um do you listen to the london real podcast hosted by brian rose I, I've, I've i've seen a couple episodes i believe it's uh ellie holst is on that he's on there once right yes he had like elliot holst he had dan pena uh greg Braden. i think he Grant, just Grant Cardone was on there too right i'm pretty sure yes yes Grant yeah Cardone. i've seen a couple episodes yeah there was um there's a very powerful interview and it was with Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, the number one personal finance book for I think over 20 years or something mm -hmm. like that. And Robert Kiyosaki said something really insightful, really powerful that helps people hone in on getting the results they want. You know, you said, you know, be very clear on what you want, but he said, um, you know. Don't say statements out loud. Don't say statements in your mind. Ask a question because a question will open the mind mm -hmm. and a statement will close the mind. Like what you were saying, you know, you were yeah. future pacing the whole Italy trip, which yeah. was, you know, how did I get there? How do I get there? Don't just say like, oh shit, you know, it's going to cost like $15,000 just, just to get here. Yeah. How, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get the money. It's like, well, you're just telling yourself statements. And that's why I feel like people right. start self-sabotaging themselves instead it's like you know how can i get the money how can i afford it and that'll right. just start putting you in the rabbit hole it'll just peel another layer of that onion back to where you can you know just get to why you're really doing what you're doing but more than anything getting the result yeah it's that, that it's that scarcity versus abundance mindset if you're scarce uh you're just like i hope i get there um what happens if i don't get there whereas abundance is like yeah you open your mind up you're just like what do i need to do to get there 
And that's kind of like what, why I think, because uh, kind of go back to that story of the girl going to Italy, she had something happened where she had the opportunity to go and she went. But but it's because like once you start believing you're going to go, then subconsciously the questions you begin asking yourself are like, what can I do to get there? What else? What other, what other um, opportunities can I can I uh, attack or whatever it is? It's, it's kind of like you're opening that loop in your brain of like you know you're going. It's just a matter of like how you're going to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. That's 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 really powerful. Um, what what would you say? Um in the midst, everyone fails at some point and we all got to brace ourselves for those setbacks at some point. You know, you've had a very unique journey that you shared with me. You know, you've gotten very vulnerable and you got very deep. What would you say are some of the biggest takeaways and life lessons that you learned from your failures that okay. you could, that you could tell people who are struggling or out there who, who have their own baggage and their own set of problems yeah well first and foremost i fucking love failure <laughs> failure is the best thing ever it's funny because like um like like i like you, th- you think of failure you're just like well like failure is not a uh, failure is just an interesting word to me it's not you can never fail like ever failure is not like it's it's a, in my mind it's like a mystical it's a mystical word it's not real uh the only time you fail is if you completely give up i remember when i um when i was personal training for uh, you know, it was whatever it was, three or four years, and I was really get, starting to realize that it's a grind, that I want to make a bigger impact on lives. And I started, I made my first investment, eight thousand dollars into a, into a mentor, um, and, and was learning all this all this stuff. And I only had so much money left because I was I had some money saved up from from training, but like I didn't have much. And I went through and I and I I tried to grow this business, and I just fucking it it, it flopped. Um, it failed badly. I remember. One of the things my, my dad would always ask me, which is still kind of like a fuel source. I'm sure a lot of people listening have parents that don't understand what the fuck they're doing. Um, so sure. you'd always say like, what's, what's like your backup plan? What's your, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do if this doesn't work? It's it, first and foremost, like that's like the worst. Fu- don't ever, if people that are listening, like don't ever fucking ask yourself that. That's the worst thing you can ever do. Uh, but it was, it was getting me like thinking of like what I'm going to do when I, when I fail, which that might've been thinking, kind of like looking back to it might've been one of the reasons why it didn't happen. But yeah, so I, I basically, I failed. I, uh, I, I, I lost my, all my money. Um, I, I kind of had a better idea as to like what direction I want to go. But I, I just believe in my head, uh, I wasn't ready. And the reason I failed was because I wasn't ready to step up as a leader and to help people yet. Um, and then, you know, I went and, and, and I, I, I went to Australia to see my mentor who was, uh, that was kind of the last, the last journey to uh to try and make this thing work and i i spent a lot of my money on that and then after that i was just kind of like i went to I have a picture of like my bank account went down to like negative seven hundred dollars <laughs> um and it was it was cool because i remember i remember walking around i had to get a job before i even can get back to training i needed something quick because training the thing with personal training is that you can make decent money but you gotta you gotta build your client base uh if you don't build your client base quick enough like you don't have enough money to pay for shit so i had to get a job as, as a bar back for a little bit and uh, I had to move back home. And I, had to, I had to get a job as a bar back. And I remember walking around. Um, they gave you this little trash picker thing. Uh, they get, I, had to, I had to like like fill up these hookah. These hookah. I don't. Know, I didn't. I still don't know how to do it. I was like the worst employee ever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like hookah. I had to like fill up the hookah for them. I don't really smoke hookah, so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And then I had to like clean tables and stuff. And they the other job they had us do is they gave us this trash picker, and I had to walk around and pick up all the cigarette buds off the ground. 
<laughs> so I just went from like, I went from like seeing myself as a, as a fitness professional, as like one of the top fitness professionals in the world. That's kind of how I, I created that in my mind. Um, you know, and then, and then I, I failed my business and I'm sitting there with this fucking trash picker in my hands, picking up cigarettes, putting it in, dumping it into a trash bag. Like what the fuck just happened? Um, but I just kept telling myself during that failure was like, this is just another chapter. Like, and that's why I would give the advice to everyone is like, um, whatever failure you're going through right now is like, just see this as like, when you tell your story, I can start telling my story about this. Like whatever you're going through right now, that, that seems like it's a failure. It's first and foremost, it's there for a reason. Number one, like you're probably not ready yet is why you're failing. Um, there's just so much more out there to learn. And, and then number two is, is that it's something that you can take and, and you can, um, you can use as as like a, as a story, like, like you, you failed then, but it's kind of like a, like, it's just, a, it's just what, like your life is a book, right? That was one single chapter and hundreds of other chapters in my, in my book of my life. Who knows what's, what's to come, gotcha. but that was just one, one little failure. And that, and that is what kind of led to, I've had failures since then. I still, I'm still failing, but I think every time you fail, if you, if you go with it with an open mind, you can always learn from those failures. I think failure is an awesome word. <laughs> that that's very powerful. You're just like, I failed like ten times today. I feel <laughs> super good about myself. No, but yeah. you know, you mentioned of that interesting analogy with with the book. You know, I, I feel like what your message, if I could summarize it, was, you know, you fail to read a book because, you know, you close the book. You know, it's like if you have a failure, you know, if there's a bad point in the book turn the page and, and see what happens after that. And that leads right. you towards the end of the story. Like don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you only, you mentioned a very good point. You know, you only fail when you, when you accept that you fail, when you just, when you give up, it's like, don't right. close the book, just turn the page. You know, it, right. it's, a, it's a new day. Just brush, brush yourself off. And it, it's a lot simpler, you know, being said, I mean, we could talk about it right now, but you know, when it happens to you, it's, it's like such a shock just because yeah. like you grew up like so carefree and yeah. you know, not, not a lot of responsibility, but now it's like you want to build a legacy for yourself as you get older and then you try to do it for yourself and you fail and you know, you it's, fall on your ass. I mean, yeah. I, there, there were times, you know, I was actually like, I've been broke, I think like nine times in my life. I mean, I was unemployed, you know, four or five times where, you know, I had to fill out like unemployment claims on, you know, the Pennsylvania website on the government website, you know, and I, I still had the claims if I went to the website, you know, saved on there. And I just got like very depressed mm -hmm. and I got, I got very down on myself and I, I felt like such a victim, but then it's like, it's almost like um, like Batman when he gets his back broken in the yeah, Dark Knight yeah. Rises and then he like he's in that prison and then, you know, he's building himself up for, you know, him getting out of that hole. And I think that's just, you know, that's that's just inspiring for people because yeah. you've been in that situation before. I feel like so many people look at successful people and they say, oh, well, you know, fuck them. Yeah, they had a silver spoon and it's yeah, like you're yeah. you're you're coming at it where you're saying no guys like this is what i do this is what i love this is who i am but i've been there before mm -hmm. in the gutter but the only difference between me and you is that with the failure i embrace it and i just get myself back up brush off the dirt and i just i just keep moving forward 
It's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like I say. Well, I'll show you. I, I love Spider Man. I say I love Spider Man a lot. But it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like the hero's journey. Like there's a book. It's I think it's literally called the hero's journey. And and this is why I think that like things are going the right direction for me. I'm at that point in my life. I'm at that point in the hero's journey where so like if you're not familiar with the hero's journey, there's like a seven step process where you you uh your 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 life is is going how it's going. And then you start to you start to, to fail or whatever, and then you try to succeed, and then you and you you uh you fail again, and then you find a mentor who kind of teaches you the ropes, and then you go against the enemy again, and then and then uh you either pass or fail. If you fail, then you kind of restart it again. Um, but usually the hero's journey is you're failing, then you find a mentor, or you find something that's gonna like kind of like Hercules, right, where he's just like he feels like the outcast. He has all this potential in him. Um, have you seen the Disney movie Hercules? The original oh, one? Of, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that, where he's just like he's like this. He's strong as his dick. He's he's real strong, but uh, he doesn't understand. Like he thinks he feels like an outcast. Feels like he's wrong, um, whatever. And then he, he and then he discovers um, what's that short little thing's name again? I don't know, <laughs> but he's like a little like gopher horned creature thing. I think it's yeah. a Danny DeVito that that yeah, voice yeah. man. And yeah, then and James then, and then James Woods is like Hades. Like oh man, I, I want to go yeah. watch that afterwards. So then he, yeah, he transforms to this Jack fucking Hercules. He gets, he gets to that point. Then he, then he has to, then he has to fight the, the three headed dog and then, and then, and then Hades or whatever. And then he, he ends up winning and, and that's like his hero's journey. So that's just kind of like, if, if you're failing, just realize that like you're in a point, like if you like, truly believe that you're like meant for more then you're meant for more. That's just how, that, in my opinion, that's, that's all there is to it. And wherever you're at right now, you're probably just in the point in your life where you're just, you're over your, over, you're overcoming challenges or you, there's, this is a challenge you need to get through. If you, if you don't, maybe it's time to find a mentor or find someone that's going to help you kind of like get past it. Right on. So. I, I feel like, because I, I went through this for a long time in my life. I felt like I always had to do everything myself because I didn't want to drag other people down into, into my failures and my bullshit. But yeah. at the same time, you know, it's, it's okay to, ask for help help, it's 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 okay (laughs) to acknowledge and you know just be aware and you know just love yourself to the point where you say you know what i need help i'm not strong right now and you know i think that that was even more powerful now that you mentioned the you getting out in nature and really grounding yourself because it helps put everything into context puts the bigger picture in perspective for you and you can analyze the big picture and then take away a few of the reflections and thoughts you have by yourself and then just apply it to your wealthy body academy and really get the most not just out of yourself but really help get the most out of your clients i think that's that's just incredibly powerful can i I put something can i put something on big picture real quick i want to say one more thing that's like real big picture that's probably gonna blow everyone's mind yeah go ahead uh, like, because you mentioned that, like the big picture and like grounding and all that stuff. Uh, one of the one of my coaches a while back, he was an NLP coach, and he he said this to me, and it, it blew my mind, like the create your reality type stuff. And the real, this is like the reality that, that a lot of I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people that listen to to this podcast need to realize is that like nothing fucking matters. <laughs> uh, as long as like harsh as that sounds, like the world, like the world's this like spinning planet. That like we have all these like goals and expectations, this technology, and we're trying to do all this like like I gotta remind myself of this all the time. But there's like all this stuff going on. But like really at the end of the day, like like none of this matters. Like we're we're, we're on this planet that's been around for for hundreds of for millions of years, 
and, and we're, we only have about a hundred of those years to, to live our life. Like, I guess the, the big picture is like, realize that whatever you're, you're like, you're striving for, like, like you need to realize that there like nothing really matters that much. And to just, uh, just focus on you, focus on becoming like living your best life uh, physically, mentally, and then, and then focus yourself on your, on your goals. But realize that like, like if you don't get that, that client, you don't get that job or you don't get whatever it is you're trying to get, like fucking like the world's going to keep spinning. Things are going to, are going to, are going to go on and, and life is just going to go on. So don't put so much, like, I feel like we all have just so much pressure on ourselves, me included to get so much stuff done. But when you take a step back and just look at like, like the, the, the planet didn't have all these buildings and all this stuff around here. It was just trees and, and nothing <laughs> and, and skies yeah. and lakes. and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's the kind of like a big aha moment that people need to, to, to they don't need to, but I, I invite them to, to, to open up to because once you can start seeing that then you can, can begin realizing that you can just focus on yourself and, and your body and, and then kind of go from there, but don't put so much fucking pressure on you because the world's too short for that. <laughs> yeah. Life's it, too short for the world. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really powerful because I remember I actually got wisdom at a liquor store. Okay. What are you, <laughs> I know. I know. Sense. Sense. I've, got, I've got tons yeah. of wisdom. <laughs> totally, totally. Like liquid courage, you know, I'm just going to like go on a total spiel about wisdom. But I remember <laughs> um, I was going to visit a very close friend of mine. Um, he's been actually two friends of mine. They, they've been my best friends for a very long time. Give them a quick shout out, Anthony Stover and Spencer, Spencer Reeves. But uh, I went to the liquor store and I remember, I forget what I got. I think I got some like whiskey or something like that. And I remember one of the guys there, like the attendants, his name was Mike Marillo. I think he did like comedy, you know, on, on the side as well. And, you know, he was, pre he was pretty good at improv. We had a, he's hilarious, by the way. I, um, I think I saw one of his shows. And when I first met him, he said something very powerful. He said, you know, Steve, if you really can't put life into context, I want you to do something for me. And I said, you know, okay you know, when we're like 30 minutes deep in a conversation, but he like hit me with like this truth bomb right here. Here it is. He said, next time you go into a public place, go to whether you're traveling, you know, say you're going to an airport or you're on vacation or something like that. I want you to get into like a really populated area. Right. And at that point I tried it. I went to the local mall and I tried what he said. And this is what he said. He goes, Steve, if you can't appreciate life, I want you to go into the middle of all the chaos in that mall. I want you to bend down and tie your shoes. And I was like, okay, okay. But then he said, when you tie your shoes, don't get back up, stay down on the ground and look around you. I said, okay. And then the aha moment came where it was, holy shit this is what he was trying to say like life goes on yeah like even like some like yeah. you might be at a stop in an instantaneous moment but life still goes on mm -hmm. around you don't get so caught up in the the failures of now that's just you bending down to tie your shoe and stopping and, and observing right. your environment yeah. that's and i'm like that's, Dude, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is coming from a comedian right now. You know, he's supposed to be a funny guy and like he's giving <laughs> me some like really powerful wisdom that day. But 
comedians are like smart, are like smartest people I know because they're able to like take all this like wisdom and put it into humor. I think it's I love going to comedy comedy shows or like listening to comedy. Like, yeah. It depends on the person. Sometimes I like, get kind of bored, but like the, the good ones where they start like putting like a lot of like deep wisdom into it, it's just like damn. It's fucking hilarious, but you're so right. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually um I'm a big uh, Joe Rogan experience yeah. guy, yeah, and yeah. I think he had uh, Kevin Hart on the other day, and he was talking about uh, Patrice O'Neill and how like um, Patrice O'Neill was one of Kevin Hart's like original buddies, and like Kevin Hart's a really good storyteller. I never like realized like how yeah. much like he's transformed, but like he says some hilarious stories. I would advise you to go watch that episode. It's um, okay. Joe Rogan experience with Kevin Hart. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it was just incredible that day because it's like when I was at that mall, you know, all these people are around me and, you know, it's a hustle bustle kind of environment. I'm by myself and I just wanted to, I think I just wanted to go get another video game or something like that for, for my <laughs> Xbox. And all these people are like bumping into me around and, you know, like this, you know, this older person kind of bumped into me. So I was like, all right, you know what? I remembered what Mike said and then I actually bent down, I tied my shoe and then he said, you know, just remember, you know, the, your world may stop, but the whole world just keeps, yeah. just keeps going. And that's what I think was just like really powerful. It, it dives into, you know, asking the bigger questions in your life, like what your purpose is. And I mm -hmm. think that'll help not only the people out there that are struggling right now, but I think it will help, you know, ground you it'll ground me and everyone yeah, listening for sure out there because because that was that was really powerful stuff man but um anything else that that you want to just mention you know give a shout out to one of your mentors here yeah i'll give out yeah, for sure my main mentor right now is uh sterling griffin he's been uh, incredible he's helped me with my business and kind of really getting clear on on my vision and uh and how, how what, like where i want to go and how to talk to people and just like really like explain the, the, the complex shit that I, that I know how to, how to, how to like dumb it, like not dumb it down, but like explain it to where like people can grasp it and, and bring it and take their life to the next level. So it's really different and amazing. Um, Vince Damonte, Jason Capital, um, who else? like pretty much all the mentors that uh, Dr. John Russin is a big one of mine. That's like fitness wise. Uh, but yeah, I guess the last thing I'd like to say is just like, um, that's one of the biggest part points I wanted to get through on this podcast on this episode was to like, uh, but first and foremost, like you said, and grounding, that's like so important. Like stop focusing so much on you. Like as humans, we kind of have this ability to like have this like self narcissistic think that the world revolves around us. Like, uh, I guess I'm just trying to say is like, be grateful for what we have and realize that there, you know, there's only so much you control. Um, and, and on that point, it's the one thing you can't control is you. I always give the example. I'll, I'll end with this, like the example. But if you're on an airplane and the, the, the you're like flying through, say I'm going to Cabo or whatever, you're flying through the air like 700 miles an hour, and the plane starts going down, the the, the uh, oxygen mask fall. Um, you know, they say that the, the flight attendant always says like, put your your mask on first before you help anyone else. I understand people listening to this want to help so many people and make such a big impact and make all this money, do all this stuff. But the reality is, you gotta put your mask on first and take care of yourself before you can help anyone else. So I guess that'd be the last thing I want to like really hit home on. Yeah. That that's incredibly deep just cause it's like, <laughs> if you fulfill yourself and make yourself happy, you can share that happiness with the world. If you right. just, if you don't feel fulfilled with yourself to where 
um, you could be happy with yourself at the end of the day. You know, you're just, you're going to be miserable and just right. going around, you know, you're going to be going down a rabbit hole of just, you know, where you're depressed and perhaps, you know, drugs and alcohol overtake right. your life. Well, man, this, this has been incredibly powerful. I'm, yeah. I'm super, I'm super inspired right now. Like Almost I, I two just, hours. yeah, no, cause <laughs> it feels like, it, like 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Holy, like, holy shit. Like I looked at the time, time flies when you're having fun with, you know, having fun with the right people, but also yeah. when, when you really can talk deep with somebody and I'm glad to be able to, you know, share my story with you. You know, we really talked about, you know, your core values and, you know, you really talk about, you know, personal growth. You talk about, you know, building your body up because, you know, a healthy body equals a healthy mind. And in the midst of all your failures, you know, you learn to just turn the page, you know, don't close the book on yourself in the book of your life, you know, don't close the book, just turn the page. And you know, every day is a new day, you know, get get out there, get out of your comfort zone. And really just, you know, enjoy life for what it's worth, you have a purpose, you know, get honed in, get focused, but then, you know, just implement, take action and learn. Justin, yeah, Justin Feldman. Push. Justin Feldman, ladies and gentlemen, he is the CEO of Wealthy Body Academy. You can follow him on Facebook and you have an Instagram, right? Yeah, Instagram is at, at the Justin Feldman and then Facebook's Justin Feldman. All righty. Well, there it is, folks. CEO of Wealthy Body Academy, the inspirational, ambitious, and Woo! incredibly down to heart, down to earth and very wholehearted approach to life, to his business, Justin Feldman right here. He, <laughs> you can follow him on Facebook, Justin Feldman, and the Justin Feldman on Instagram. This is Steve Zekas, the host of Dominate the Deal podcast, the Sinatra Suave, signing off on another episode. Stay tuned and feel free to follow Justin's journey. It's been a pleasure, yeah, man. Thank me, you. Man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care, brother. See you.